Friend, please help Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry by supporting the cost to produce Spirit-Filled Radio and Podcast for this current fiscal year. You can become a partner with Spirit-Filled Hearts by donating monthly. Your contributions make a difference in the lives of all those who listen to our radio shows and podcasts. Thank you for your support. Go to spiritfilledhearts.org and click on the donate button. That's spiritfilledhearts.org. Welcome back to the 15th I Thirst follow-up. Today we're speaking about confirmation. Confirmation is an important sacrament that we all need to receive. We don't need it necessarily for salvation. So we just need baptism, right? Baptism is necessary for salvation. But it really, really helps, especially in this world today, to have confirmation. A lot of people, they kind of see confirmation as a rite of passage. They see confirmation as something that they just need kind of to do to get married. And there's not really a proper understanding of confirmation. And the reason why is because we don't really understand what we're up against in this world. Confirmation is confirming. That means it makes us firm and strong. Firmness is a quality that we need. In this world, we are so wishy-washy. We just go from one thing to another. We're indecisive. We can't commit. This is what everybody is saying. You know, And so in this world, we need to be firm. But here, we got to be firm in the right thing. Because there's people who are firm in some other things, and they're insane. <laughs> and there are some people who are firm in other things, and they're just rigid, you know. But here, we have to really see that we have to be firm in the truth, and we have to be firm in sacrifice, and we have to be firm in love. We have to be firm in grace. And what confirmation does for us is that it makes us firm, it makes us really have the ability to fight with strength and fortitude against the devil and all of his tricks and wiles and against our own weaknesses that we have so many of. And really what it does, it makes us firm in trusting in God to get us through everything. And so it's really funny because in this world, we have a lot of people, and ourselves included, we just kind of coast through the world and just kind of do our own thing. And, you know, everything's pretty much okay. You know, there's some bad things here, some bad things there. We might get shocked at this shooting, or we might get shocked at this, you know, murder case or whatever. And then we just kind of like go through the world, and that's kind of it. And we don't realize that there is this threat constantly upon us. And here, what's happening is that the demons, they just really hate us so much because we have the possibility of going to heaven, which they will never have. And so they are working day and night and they don't sleep and they want to wreck our lives. And as we see, you know, with all the problems in marriages today and the difficulties with children and iPhones and social media and just all of this craziness that's going on with all of these ideologies and things like this, we see that the demons are just wreaking havoc everywhere so that nobody really can be firm in the truth. But they're just going from one thing to another, just not knowing what to do. 
And so in this day and age, we really need the power of confirmation. And especially for kids, especially for teenagers these days, you know, they kind of live a life where they're just living in this almost alternate reality of just kind of beautiful, funny, famous people who are good and entertaining on social media. And that's their notion of reality and it's not real and there's no notion of real suffering of really doing hard work and really just fighting for the truth and here they just become so apathetic and they only become engaged when they're looking on their phone then when they come to reality they're like so bored all the time and so here the teenagers or the young people of this world now that's not everybody but a lot of people in this age group it's really hard to get them charged up about the faith and it's because they really don't know what they're up against if we really know what we're up against then we start changing our lives and we start really getting our act together so for example if we have you know a country here and then suddenly this other country is just coming in rearing you know trying to take over and steal all our stuff and get our house and like burn down our crops or i don't know whatever you know burn like our businesses or you know just destroy our country right this is a real threat and we see it and we're like, okay, we got to get our act together. I don't have time to be eight hours on my iPhone. I need to start training like how to defend myself, right? And then they get into action, you know? Now on the spiritual realm, it's even crazier. It's even more severe because the spiritual warfare of today is just rampant and really humanity is kind of losing. And here we're just really losing because we're just in a deep, deep slumber and we don't really think anything is wrong or we basically just either medicate ourselves or, you know, just go into some pleasure and, you know, we just get this topical, you know, pleasure and, you know, we just try to get through the day. That's how we cope. But here, the root of the problem is that we really need to die to ourselves, go to confession, pray the rosary every day. We need to go to mass every Sunday. We need to learn our catechism. We need to pray together as a family. Those are things that are hard to do. They're needing a very much discipline because we need to get off our phone. We need to get off our video games. We need to get off our selfish, you know, behinds. And we really need to just die to ourselves and live for Jesus alone. That takes a lot of self-discipline. That's what it means to be a soldier for Jesus. And this is what you can really see in different armies. If you have a lax army, they're not disciplined. They can't fight. They can't do anything. And this is kind of what we're in right now. We're not even in any sort of spiritual condition to fight against these really, really smart beings, these demons who are just tricking so many people into living bad lives, tricking them to be addicted to everything on social media, on, you know, even substances and alcohol and drugs and impurities and all of these things. Just the whole world, basically, most of the world is falling, falling into these um, awful traps of the evil one. And so here we need confirmation. And this is where we see confirmation is just so necessary to fight. 
not absolutely necessary for salvation, but we don't want to think in those terms. We're not just like, I need to get by by the skin of my teeth, right? We need to fight hard and well for Jesus. Our Lady is, you know, uh, really at the head of the army. She's fighting for us, but we have to also fight. We can't just, you know, just sit back on the sofa and just eat potato chips all day long watching Netflix. We have to really fight and be disciplined spiritually. And here, this is what confirmation does. It makes our soul firm. It makes us grow up. A lot of people today are just spiritual children. And baptism, it makes us a spiritually newborn baby Catholic. But we need to grow up and stop being babies. And we really need to get our act together and become mature. And what does it mean to become mature? It means becoming self-sacrificing. It means thinking about other people instead of ourselves. It means not being a hedon. It means not just being addicted to pleasure and just doing what we want to do, but really doing what's best for our family and what's uh, truly good for our family. And not just like, you know, giving people cash to fix problems, but really sacrificing ourselves, bringing them to Jesus, bringing them to the rosary, bringing them to confession, bringing them to a good priest. That's what we really, really, really need in this time. And so what confirmation does, it makes us spiritually grow up. And this is what we really need in this society. Now, to the more philosophical and theological aspects of confirmation, each sacrament, again, has matter and form. It has material, and then it has its essence. And so, for confirmation, we have that oil, that chrism. We need that chrism. And here we learn so much about what confirmation does from us, for us, because of that material, that chrism there. That chrism is blessed by the bishop on Holy Thursday. And that chrism is this beautiful olive oil, which is made from crushed olives. And already what that means is that when we grow up, we have to suffer, we have to be crushed. That's just the reality. And when we get crushed, we become stronger because this beautiful golden substance, this oil just comes out. And here, not only that, this beautiful oil comes out, right? When we suffer well for Jesus, we become stronger. We become better people. We stop being brats, you know? Here, when that oil comes out, it's just beautiful gold in color. It's a beautiful example of the beauty of Catholic suffering. Then, not only that, it's infused with balsam. So chrism is the olive oil, beautiful olive oil, with that balsam. That balsam is this magnificent deep red perfume, and it just really permeates that suffering. What it is, it's representative of the blood of Jesus, just perfuming all of our suffering. We're together with Jesus on the cross, and that is just perfuming all of our suffering. So that if we're suffering from cancer, we suffer nobly like Jesus on the cross. If we're suffering from mental illness, we are humble and we are doing whatever that God wants us to do. 
year when we are suffering anything from our families, any difficulties with our children or in-laws or whatever it is, we're suffering with Jesus on the cross. So that's the beauty of the matter of confirmation. Now, not only do you have that matter of the oil and the balsam, which together become the chrism, the holy chrism, but you also have the second part of the matter. So here, unlike, for example, baptism, which has only one matter, here confirmation has a twofold matter that's together. So you have the chrism, but you also have the laying on of hands. This is very important. If the bishop doesn't do this, then you got no sacrament. So the bishop has to lay his hands on, right? That's very important because what that means is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit is coming down on the person. And we cannot be strong unless we have God. The whole problem with this world is that they think that they, we think that we can be strong without God. You know, here we have, for example, this whole idea of, you know, super femininity, right? And I'm going to be so strong as a woman, right? But strong how? They never mention God. You know, and or it can be a strong man. This is, doesn't matter, right? This is true masculinity. This is true masculinity. Well, what is that? It really only is truly masculinity when you have God in the center of that, right? So, to be truly a man, you got to be like Christ. To be truly like a woman, you got to be like Our Lady and like Jesus. You know, <laughs> here that's what it really means. And so, here we need the Holy Spirit to be strong. We need the Holy Spirit at the center of our lives to have that strength. Without God, we're nothing, and the world will be tricked by the demons and we're tricked by ourselves, thinking that we can do everything by ourselves. But we can't even breathe. We can't even blink again without God. We can't even think without God. And so here, that Holy Spirit is coming down on us when the bishop lays his hand on us. So that's a twofold matter of confirmation. Then we see the form. Remember, you have matter, but you got to shape that matter so that the sacrament becomes what it is, right? So you got water, right, like with baptism, but you also have to have the words that accompany the water. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So if you just drink water, you're not getting baptized, right? The words of baptism have to accompany the water and it has to be poured over the head of the child. So similarly, with confirmation, the, the uh, bishop has to say something. So he's the ordinary minister of confirmation. He's the one that ordinarily does it. And so here he will say, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is the new form here. So be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. So you're sealed, that is you're protected. The Holy Spirit is protecting you all over. You're growing up and you are wearing the armor, as it were, of the Holy Spirit. You become a soldier of Christ and your soul becomes marked you become marked as a soldier. St. Thomas describes the character as a kind of, uh, almost like a spiritual brand, or in today's terms, like a spiritual tattoo that you you know, put on yourself and it's not able to be removed. Once you've been confirmed, you cannot erase that. You cannot change that from the past. You know, once you've been confirmed, you've been confirmed. You can't, you can't change that. You can't change the past, you know, because it's happened, right? And so here we see that in confirmation, we have the twofold matter, the form. We have the character, right, that becomes 
indelibly marked on the soul. So again, in hell, you will see all those people who are confirmed and didn't use that grace of confirmation. Or in heaven, we will see all those people who were confirmed and did use the grace of their confirmation. Here we will see it very clearly who's confirmed and who was not. Then we see also this idea of who's the ordinary minister of confirmation or the extraordinary minister of confirmation. Ordinarily, a bishop has that power and the jurisdiction. That means he can exercise that power. He can do that power. He can exercise it. And he's the one that normally does it. He's the ordinary minister. However, in times of perhaps difficulty, for example, during COVID or in times where there's just too many people to confirm, he can also get, he also has priests given permission. So he gives priests um, permission in order to do confirmation. So a regular uh, priest, um, my abbot or a diocesan priest, they can receive the faculties, that is the power from the bishop in order to do those confirmations. So they would be called extraordinary ministers. And so here you have ordinary minister and then extraordinary minister. And then we see that this beautiful grace that we receive from confirmation is really an increase of grace. And so in confirmation, you really need to go to confession before you receive confirmation because confirmation does not give you grace. For example, if you're in if you're in mortal sin, you can't get grace by getting a confirmation. You actually commit a mortal sin. So for example, a lot of kids don't realize that when they receive confirmation, their soul has to be in the state of grace or else they actually commit a sin of sacrilege. That's why in the programs, they should go to confession as close as, uh, as to the confirmation as possible. And so here we see that uh, the power of confirmation, it increases grace. It doesn't give you sanctifying grace. Only baptism gives sanctifying grace, as well as confession gives sanctifying grace. The other sacraments increase sanctifying grace. So you want to be in the state of grace when you receive confirmation. And when you're made firm in the Holy Spirit, then that grace increases. That's what confirmation does. And of course, the sacramental grace that you receive, the special grace of, of confirmation. Right. So here, confirmation not only increases the sanctifying grace, but it also gives you an additional actual grace. It gives you another grace, which is called the sacramental grace, the special unique grace given by confirmation. And that one is to be a soldier of Christ and to fight against the wiles of the enemies, to fight against our weaknesses, to be a real soldier of Christ and a real soldier of Our Lady. So here is the traditional theology and philosophy behind confirmation. But then also we see that we really have to know basically that if we don't really know the war that we're in right now until the end of the world, all that we're going to do is feel indifferent and apathetic. And this is why confirmation is not really seen as such an important sacrament that is kind of relegated, you know, to the back burner. And we only get it until, you know, some parish, you know, basically forces us to get confirmation. For example, a lot of people just kind of have to get confirmed before they get married because 
actually there's a real reason you need a lot of strength in order to be married and that's why they do that that's why parishes do that but really we should really get confirmed way earlier and we should really see that we need that spiritual strength and that growing up there uh, that confirmation gives us so let's pray that we love the grace of confirmation that we never take for granted our grace of confirmation amen If you're enjoying these podcasts, please consider supporting Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry with a one-time or monthly gift. Spirit-Filled Hearts Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are only funded by generous donors who believe in our mission to evangelize.